Today on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, Benji Cohn, the Mentor Network Coordinator with the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources, and Craig Kiger, the State Shooting Sports Coordinator, join me to talk about a number of topics, including getting that next generation out there, and the new DNR Summer Webinar Series. It's all coming up. This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. My guests today, Benji Cohn, he is the Mentor Network Coordinator with the Minnesota DNR, and Craig Kiger, the State Shooting Sports Coordinator. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks. Great to be here. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us. We're going to talk about the Minnesota Outdoor Skills and Stewardship Series, a series of webinars the DNR is putting on. We'll get into that in a moment, but... Uh, first, let's uh, get a little background on you guys. Benji, we'll start with you. Uh, what is the Mentor Network Coordinator, and, and how did you find your way to that position? Well, kind of a roundabout way. I've been working in the nonprofit business for several years, um, doing education stuff, teaching fishing and hunting skills, and, and found my way into the DNR when, when your friend and, and mine, Mike Old Frank Curry, uh, decided to retire. So came in and uh, trying to fill his big shoes, we're, we're trying to start a mentor network program where we can take people that have experience and places to hunt and, and fish and partner them up with people that are looking to get into the sport and maybe looking for a little bit of guidance and, and help to do that. So, Okay, and, and, and so what are some of the ways you do that? Well, right now uh, we have a Learn to Hunt program that is that is going on at uh, Mr. Kiger, you can talk more about, and we're, we're working on building a, a network kind of in-house first during COVID and stuff. We haven't been able to do a whole lot in-person programming. So right now we're working on uh, developing skills through webinars, which part of this Minnesota Outdoor Skills and Stewardship Series is part of. So, Okay. Uh, Craig, uh, let's check in with you, State Shooting Sports Coordinator. What is that exactly, and and how did you make your way to that position? I um, was working at the Minnesota Shooting Sports Education Center up here in Grand Rapids, and the DNR was putting together the outreach section, and I got tapped if I could come over and do the, the shooting sports training that I was doing there. So I taught everything from archery air rifle 22 um type classes when the governor's deer hunt was in grand rapids we helped out with getting all the dignitaries sighted in and ready for their big hunt and when i got over to the dnr we we started looking at ways to introduce both youth and adults to getting outdoors and participating uh, whether as a recreational shooter or as a hunter okay um, have you noticed with the increase in trap shooting at the high school level as a competitive activity, or is there a m- more of that next generation getting involved? Have you noticed that yet? The, the trap shooting program has been huge. 
I mean, there are so many more kids getting into the shotgun sports. Um, in fact, the state of Minnesota has a range grant program um, that I help with to build more trap ranges so kids have places to go and shoot. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, it, well, I, I say I think if there's one thing, and, and I think both of you would probably know better than me, but what I'm hearing anecdotally and some statistics, if there's one good thing that came out of uh, the last year and a half of not having a lot to do is that a lot more people got involved in the outdoors, and it seems to be holding on into this year. Yes. And, of course, we, we you guys love that, I'm sure. Well, you know, we'll take all the... I, all the activity we can get out there, it's, it's great to see, you know, the license sales increase we had last year. Um, I think they're they're starting to go down a little bit this year, maybe. We're, we're you know, trying to figure out the trends yet, but as people get back to work and, and doing other stuff, but it was really, it's nice to get people back out and involved and enjoying the outdoors more than they have in the past 15 years. And we're hoping some of it sticks around, and we're hoping some of the youth, that have been involved this year will stick around also. So. Well, and I think the youth are going to help be a catalyst to get the older generation involved again. Um, you know, the, the numbers of bird hunters seem to be increasing. The number of deer hunters seem to be increasing a little bit. And uh, the, the amount of phone calls I'm getting right now for people that want to get into a firearm safety class is just phenomenal. And we're not quite there yet where we can open up the doors on that program, but we're, we're getting closer every day, I think. Well, one of the things that uh, that brought you to my telephone today to talk was the webinars that, that you have coming up that we, I, I referenced at the outset. Um, so this is a series of webinars that are going to start actually the day this interview airs, July 14th, and is going to run through the state fair. Um, is this something new, or have you guys done this before? Well, we, we started at the beginning of the, the pandemic with um, the Learn to Deer Hunt program. We did 11 sessions on how to get involved in, in deer hunting and looking for sign, and all the way through skinning and field dressing and processing your deer. We did webinars on all those. Um, then we started out with a turkey webinar and showed people how to turkey call and equipment, um, how to process a bird. And then we were, we were at a staff meeting and I said, you know, we've got a lot of <clears throat> talented people. And James Burnham um, kind of figured out how to get the webinars up and going and very talented bird hunter, uh, turkey hunter. And, um, you know, we, we, we all brought things to the table and it made up a, a team effort because we could include so many different things in the, the weekly webinar it's uh you know about a quarter hunting a quarter recreational shooting uh quarter fishing and quarter other the other classes uh webinars can be anything from uh collecting wild edibles or canoeing the backwaters of the mississippi and it just seems like we've probably, we're around 13, 1,400 individual emails that we've collected. And the individual views, I think I looked, uh, Benji, do you remember, we're around 3,000 
that have started tuning yep. into multiple webinars. Wow. That's um, that's what I was going to ask. Have you seen a positive response? And obviously you have. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's been great since, you know, since those first couple webinars about deer hunting and turkey hunting. And, and we built off of that with some, you know, getting your kids involved in the outdoors and, and stuff, you know, late last fall. And, and over the winter, we kind of were figuring everything out and what we can do as, a, as an agency with, you know, some restriction not being able to use Zoom or, or some of the more popular uh, programs. We, we stuck with WebEx, and, you know, we developed this, this program this spring. And we, we had so much, so many comments, and, and people loved the deer hunting and turkey hunting ones we did in the fall that, you know, we just decided we might as well do these weekly. And we've had a great response. We've, people are tuning in, and we do it over the lunch hour on Wednesdays, noon to one, I would try to keep them to about a half-hour presentation with about 15 minutes of, of Q&A in there. And if people don't make them, they can always come back and watch them later, which is great. So we're getting a lot of views you know, after the fact that people come back and, and want to try something. So, so Okay, so I, I saw this, this article, and I thought these were just starting, but these, are, these have been going on for a while. Yep, we, we did a spring series that started in, I believe it was May, Craig, right? Yep. Okay. Wow. Spring started March March thirty first. We did our first one, and um, it it got pretty good reviews. And the question came out: well, What are you doing for summer? <laughs> well, we better get going. <laughs> so we came up with a summer schedule, and uh, tomorrow actually Benji and I have a meeting on what the fall schedule is going to look like, and um, we've had a couple of. Um, Regional managers contact us, and they did a quality sunfish program and a catfishing program. So, you know, we're we're starting to get guests coming to us and saying, "Hey, I'd like to do a program on this or that." And uh, we we try to have you know a member of the outreach team there. And uh, I just got to say, none of us were were trained broadcasters or computer IT people, and. Benji has done a fantastic job on figuring things out, and uh, James did a, a wonderful job with it, and the rest of us just bring our talent that we'd normally teach to a live group, and we do it on air. Well, I can tell you firsthand, you don't need to be trained to be a broadcaster. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot more topics to cover with these guys next. This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. Are you looking to plan a fishing trip? Look no further as Bemidji, Minnesota is your year-round destination for walleyes, pike, muskie, bass, perch, crappie, panfish, and more. With over 400 fishing lakes within a 25-mile radius of Bemidji, come take a cast of becoming a fishing legend. While you're on your fishing adventure, come take a picture with the historic Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Discover the first city on the Mississippi... Bemidji, one step further. Welcome back to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. We're talking with Benji Cohn and Craig Kiger of the Minnesota DNR about their continuing webinar series. And guys, there's some great ones coming up, the, the one on Wednesday, and I, and I was glad because by the time this airs, actually, that uh, live feed will be done. I was glad to know that, that you can get access to it later. 
um, yep. is, is getting started in archery. And uh, yep. that, I think, is those who are into it are really into it. They love the time of year they can go out and do that. Uh, tell, tell me a little bit about uh, what we're going to learn about archery in this uh, first seminar. So we're, we're going to talk about uh, the types of bows that are out there, the, the, the recurve, the longbow, the compound bow. Um, probably talk a little bit about the archery in the schools program. That's the other program I work with. Um, we'll talk about the accessory equipment like arrows and what they're made from and the different types of tips that you can put on them uh, depending on the type of activity you're going to do. And, um, you know, just give people a, a basic idea of how to get started in archery because we can't get together and actually put a bow in their hands. we got to direct them out to the archery organizations and pro shops and mom and pops and, uh, you know, where they can go out and get started. And if they're planning on being a recreational shooter, uh, if they want to get into, like, league competitions or, in fact, if they want to take up bull hunting, um, some of the things that they'll, they'll need to know. And uh, the archery in the schools program right now is probably... 250, 260,000 uh, kids. We're in 525 schools around the state, and they get a yearly introduction to archery. They uh, can form a team and represent their school at the regional, local, and state competition. And if they do well at state, they can go on to nationals. Yeah, I know that the uh, state competition, I think, a couple times has been here in Bemidji at uh, Bemidji State University, and that thing has been packed with kids. <laughs> There's a lot of people. Um, anywhere from three to 5,000 people in attendance when you count the athletes and the parents and the grandparents and the siblings. And um, it's people come by and they want to thank me for bringing archery to their community, and it's like, I didn't do anything that cool did i you know i just teach archery and it's like the parents are what they want to shake my hand and thank me for coming and uh but it's been a lot of fun you know i I get to work at my passion and go from there so bow hunting um how many species can you can you actually bow hunt for in minnesota is it just deer no you can bow hunt turkey okay you can bow hunt black bears oh shoot an elk with a bow and back when we had moose seasons, you could hunt a moose with a bow. Okay. Yeah, I, I knew there was people who did more than deer, but that's the one you hear most about, of course. Of course, you right. hear most about deer hunting in general, too. So Availability. Yeah. All right, so that's the first one. Now, uh, just to clarify, uh, if we are going to watch the live one and want to take part in some q and I assume there's a registration process we have to go through? Yes. So if you go to the DNR website and just look for learn outdoor skills search that up you will come to our, our registration page and you can go on there and find the programs you want click the register button and register for them as you register for them you'll be able to pick all of them or just the ones you want to listen to and you'll get an invite to that uh, fill out a short questionnaire give us some ideas of, of other programs you'd like to see and and sign on it, you know, up and, and listen to it. Okay. And then... The uh, thing is, once you register, you can always come back and and uh, look at them after the fact, too. Just use that same link and come back and 
say, oh, I missed the one last Wednesday. I want to listen to that. It's, mm-hmm. it's there for you to listen to. So, so what? What if? Uh, yeah, I was just going to ask that if we aren't able to be available noon on Wednesdays, um, we can come back and listen. But do we still have to do the registration process? Register for them, and you'll be able to use that same registration link to access all the programs back through the beginning of the summer session. Okay. So, so even if you're in the process of uploading those to our DNR sites, will be a little easier to find in the future. But right now, we got to do that through the WebEx process. So, keep the registration link. All right. So just register as as if you were going to be there. Even if you can't be there, you'll then be able to access all of them at a at whatever it's convenient for you. That's correct. Okay. Um, next up, we'll uh, we'll be talking about trout, finding trout in Minnesota streams and lakes. And uh, Benji, uh, that I think is, is still to this day, and we talk about it on our show on a regular basis, I still think that is a really overlooked opportunity here in Minnesota. I was, you know, I was talking to one of the fisheries biologists this morning down in southeast Minnesota, and, and he, he claims that between the East Coast and the Rocky Mountains, Minnesota is the one spot that people always fly over and don't stop in for trout fishing. They'll drive right by it going out to Montana. Yeah. But it's probably up there with with Colorado and Montana for trout fishing. We have tremendous trout streams across the state, really, and some great opportunities, a lot of public access, which a lot of states don't have. So we're very fortunate here. I think this will be an interesting one. There's just you know, And then those of us who live in the state, you know, there's so many lakes – and so many species of fish to fish that we even we forget about it. Uh, and a lot of people say, well, I don't really know how to do it. So this will be a good one. A lot of people can learn a little bit about uh, a way of fishing that uh, they'll be glad they, they figured out, I think. I think so. And that's kind of what we're aiming for. Even like you know, this is next week's is on trout fishing. So and they're a little bit of a different species. You know, you don't just jig along the bottom for trout. They like to chase stuff. Um, fly fishing is huge for trout uh, in some of the shallow streams. But you know, I'm not a bear hunter, and the, the one following our trout fishing one is a bear hunting one. So it gives an opportunity for a guy like myself to just go. You know, I've hunted deer before, but this is an opportunity to learn something new and maybe try a try something new this year. So, absolutely, and of course, bear hunting season comes up early in the fall. Um, how many people are bear hunting in the state of Minnesota these days? Oh, well, there's probably 2,500 to 3,000 licenses offered per year, depending on population density. Okay. And uh, and what's the percentage of success with bears? Hmm. I don't know. I'll have to find that out on the class. <laughs> Yep, yep. <laughs> Give you up to tune in on the twenty eighth. I will. I will. Um, see, but 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 again, it's a, it's a popular sport. Certainly, all all of these things are. But uh, but still, um, you know, it's like walleye fishing and deer hunting. You know, that's what you hear about most of all in Minnesota. And and you're just showing us a lot of things that, you know, we we maybe aren't thinking about every day that we sh- that maybe we should here in the state of Minnesota. And that's one of the goals of the program is is. Uh, to introduce people, you know, every week we do something new. And if you don't have something going on this weekend, you know, listen to uh, Get Starting in Archery on Wednesday. And maybe on Friday you can visit a state park or a local uh, archery shop. They give you something to do, something to practice. 
Uh, it's a good way to get outside. All these activities are just great ways to get outside and enjoy nature and the stuff that we have available to us in Minnesota. And, and we're doing it in kind of an entry-level area where you don't have to be an expert uh, flyangler or archer or bear hunter to, to listen to these and get tips. This is We're really aiming towards people that want to try something new so they can get that foundational information and enough information to hopefully have a successful time out there. So, and then, Craig, we got a couple of them that would be right up your alley, August 4th and August 11th, uh, getting certified yep. in firearm safety and then rifle basics. Yep. The, um, the August 4th one, it, it seems like being an instructor for 15-plus years in firearm safety, it's usually August when parents start thinking, hey, we got to get the kids in there and get them certified. And with the COVID guidelines that we have to work with, there's some different ways to still get that done and get the kids out there and participate. So we thought, let's do a webinar on what some of the new techniques are for getting the, the kids certified. Um, and then just moving into the fall, if you're thinking about becoming a, a deer hunter, we thought we'd put together a class on rifle basics so you understand how they work and why they're called what they're called. And we, we find that a lot of first-time deer hunters are a little bit intimidated to go into uh, a firearm store, and they're, they're afraid of asking a, a silly question. And I, I like to tell people there's, there's no such thing as a silly question, only silly answers. So we'll, we'll try to give you the basic information you need to, you know, what kind of rifle you'd want to buy. Um, dove hunting is going to open up pretty soon, so we threw in a class on dove hunting. And, um, you know, we don't normally think of Minnesota as a, a dove state, but we hatch a lot of doves up here that when they go on their migration, they get hunted in other states. Why shouldn't we have an opportunity to get out there and, and hunt them here? My wife really enjoys dove hunting. It's just a really nice time to be out. It's warm. You don't need any special clothes or a fancy gun. And um, so she, she goes out and, and likes to dove hunt uh, over the food plots that we plant for the deer, you know, and mm-hmm. get some pretty decent shooting there. And we're going we're gonna to wrap up the summer with a, a trip to the state fair so people know what the DNR is doing at the state fair. And uh, I don't know if you've been down to the state fair, but we've got the big log cabin building kind of in the center, and uh, there's a lot of really neat programs going on. The fish pond is always a spot that people seem to want to stop by and see what's going on there. Um, so we're going to have a little, hopefully we get... Uh, capture some of the fish actually going into the fish pond if we get our timing done right and um, just let people know what's going on and uh, how they can get involved and uh, keep the, the conversation light and answer some questions and so far I mean the questions have been really good questions people are thinking about things and um, you know it's been, been enjoyable to be part of and then we're going to have a fall series uh, upcoming shortly after that. Correct. Uh, first Wednesday in September, there'll be a, a start of the fall series. And uh, we're going to have a meeting tomorrow just to go over the, the schedule and line up our, our guest speakers. And it, um, 
it feels like a big production, but it's just organizing things and getting people that want to come and talk on a certain topic. This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Benji Cohen, the Minnesota DNR's Mentor Network Coordinator, and Craig Kiger, the State Shooting Sports Coordinator, join me today to talk about the Minnesota DNR's series of webinars that is underway every Wednesday at noon. When you put this together, you mentioned uh, various experts. Are, are these all people within the DNR, or are these uh, outside of the DNR as well? Outside. A little bit of both. Again, a good way to spend your lunch hour if you're an outdoors person is to, to tune into these things noon on Wednesdays. Start, well, they're, they're, they've been going on, but July 14th, we got the archery one, and then it's going to be continuously through the 25th and then right away into September, uh, even more. Oh, yeah. Okay. Looking at the schedule ahead, we're booked all the way out until just about the Christmas season. And uh, one of the classes that I'm, or webinars I'm looking at, is on how to harvest your Christmas tree. Where do you get a permit, and where do I go out in the forest to look for a, a Christmas tree? And maybe you'll start a whole new tradition of taking the family out and cutting your own Christmas tree. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. I, uh, I've i still, I've got the artificial. I've been threatening to get a real one one of these years, so. <laughs> okay. so that's a good one for me to watch. Um, there you go. Before we wrap it up, guys, uh, first of all, with you, Craig, um, when you're not doing these seminar-type things, what are some of the things you're doing on an everyday basis as the state shooting sports coordinator? The uh, Archery in the Schools program, I, uh, I manage that and give grants to schools and uh, get them their archery equipment uh, kits and their training so they're all certified uh, basic archery instructors when they go out there and start working with the kids. Um, we, we do a lot of work on the No Child Left Inside grant program where teachers can apply for, for grants and anything outdoor related is fair game. Um, some of the grants are around 5000 and they can go up from there depending on uh, how complex they might be. Um, the state shooting range grants that I mentioned before, there, there's always a, a number of grants that, applications that come in and we, we go through them and grade them and give them a score and then everybody gets together and we compare our scores to see which one's the best one to, to put our money into. Um, we uh, learn to hunt program. I've been one of the lead instructors there since we started it, oh my God, eight, nine, ten years ago. And... Um, you know, taking the applications and setting up the locations. We like to do those at places where um, the general public doesn't usually get a chance to hunt because then we're not stepping on someone's toes. So we've done them at uh, the uh, U.S. Fish and Wildlife place down in Burnsville. We've done them at St. Croix State Park and right in your backyard, Itasca State Park. It's not a bad place to be. Yeah. <laughs> Benji, um, mentor network coordinator. I know a lot of guys who would be ideal mentors. Um, how do you recruit member mentors, or do you look for people? Um, do people call you? How does that whole thing work? Well, we're really working on, over the, the course of COVID here, we haven't been able to do any trainings or actual in-person events. So we're really working on, on finalizing and, 
and updating our system where we can make a, a, a better system where people can register online, they can sign up, um, get, get more involved that way. We can send out a newsletter and stuff. And we're working through that process. Uh, you know, every week something else comes up and, and we're working through that process to hopefully get everything finalized here. I, just, I would like to have it done by hunting season. We'll, we'll see what upstairs thinks if we can get that all done or not. So, okay. um, how vital? I mean, I clearly uh, I had a dad that uh, took me fishing when I was a kid. Kind of got away from it as I got older, but now I've got a you know kids and grandkids that I've taken out fishing occasionally. Um, how I mean, that's very vital to have that adult who's who's going to kind of steer the kids that way. It is, and, you know, I think it, it goes both ways. We have, you know, we're kind of concentrating on adults, getting them out hunting. We've almost skipped a generation where there's you know, a lot of people that didn't have that guiding force to get them out fishing and hunting, and now they're trying to get into it a little bit more, so maybe they're interested in their kids. And I was I talked to Craig here a few weeks ago about uh, shotgunning. He had a daughter that's 12 years old that was kind of interested in learning to trap shoot, so. I haven't shot trap for, for years, but, you know, I'm more than happy to go out and relearn it, uh, learn a little bit more about it, and take my daughter out trap shooting, and, and hopefully we can get in some birds this year. So, and, and that's what we're looking for. We're looking for people that, you know, maybe they're, maybe they're a little bit older, maybe they don't have kids, maybe they just have a passion for sharing what they enjoy and don't mind taking somebody else out to to their blind or their duck hunting or deer hunting camp or even in their boat fishing so i think one of the uh, here in minnesota sorry no go go ahead Uh, most of us here in minnesota if if you're not currently a hunter or a fisherman fisher person you don't have very far to look back in your family tree and maybe a generation ago your your grandfather you know they, they hunted and fished um for recreation and, and food for the table and because jobs pulled people to the big city they got away from it for a while and now they're saying what do I do with this free time I have you know could I could I get back to angling like my grandfather did and make that trip to northern Minnesota and go to a resort or you know so it's it's like there's a lot of questions that people have but they don't have that figure you know in their immediate family that you know i know your grandpa hunted but um i I don't know anything about it and uh we had one gentleman show up with uh, his grandfather's old winchester 3030 and he said i I would really like you know to to learn how to shoot this and so we spent time with him so he learned how the gun worked and um he didn't get a deer that year, but he got to be exposed to Grandpa's rifle and how it worked and uh, how to maintain it. Um, it's it's just kind of a, a wide, broad stroke of everything you need to know to be, you know, aware of the outdoors and and the equipment that you use. And we have such a a good mix of folks in the outreach section that maybe I don't know how to catch a trout on a fly, but I can find a guy that can tell you that. Right. So we're we're getting a chance to use the skills that we have and the, the passion that we have for our sport 
and hopefully introduce that next generation um, that, that skipped. Like Benji said, we kind of kind of missed a group in there. I, I think one of the things that um, that's that's concerning to a lot of parents uh, that maybe have kids that want to get into fishing and do some of these things. Maybe they're just you know maybe it's a single parent home or maybe they're just don't have a lot of resources. They look at these boats and they look at all the equipment a lot of anglers have and they look at the electronics and they look at the cost of, of guns if you want to go hunting and that can be intimidating and that's uh, but it doesn't have to be that way um, um, and that's something people need to learn too. Yeah, and we, we really concentrate on that with these webinars is how to get in an entry level. Um, one of the first trout fishing ones I did this spring, I talked about a, a Tintara rod. It's an old you know, glorified cane pole that collapses down, and you can buy them pretty cheap, You know, especially online these days. You can get stuff for $5, $10. It's probably not going to pull in a, a huge bass, but it's great for sun fishing, and it's great for trout fishing, and it's, it's cheap, and you can fit in your backpack, and you can walk down to the local... Uh, lake or stream and, and fish, and that's a pretty low cost of entry. And that's one of the mm-hmm. things we're really concentrating on in these programs is that we're not going after the $50,000 bass board crowd. They, they know what they're doing. We're going after the crowd that uh, is, is maybe kayak fishing now or canoe fishing um, or just getting into it from shore fishing. So, mm-hmm. And that's where trout is perfect with all those streams, you know. Uh, no yeah. need for a boat. In fact, Good luck getting a boat to those streams. Yeah, they're they're not big enough, so you'd be lucky if you get a, an inner tube in them. Yeah. So, anything else you guys want to cover before we wrap it up today? I'm just, I'm just hoping we get more people out in the outdoors and enjoying, you know, what Minnesota has to offer. I've lived in several states and, and fished in several states, and we really take for granted all we have here in Minnesota for public access and opportunities to get outside and enjoy everything from foraging to fishing to hunting. And there's a lot of places in this country that don't have the opportunities we have. And it's, it's great to be able to get out and enjoy our backyard and blow off some steam and be out in nature and relax. So that's, that's what we want more people to, to find out about and enjoy. I agree, Benji. All right. So tune in. Come check out the program, and uh, hopefully you learn a little tidbit along the way and uh, be able to participate. And the best way to get there again is through the website, which is? Minnesota DNR website. And if you just go on the website and hit the search bar and look for outdoor skills, you'll be able to search search that, and it should bring you right to our homepage there with with the webinar. All right. That's Benji Cohen. He's the Mentor Network Coordinator with Minnesota DNR. Craig Kiger, State Shooting Sports Coordinator, joining us as well. Gentlemen, thank you for being on the show today, and uh, it's a great program. I'm, I hope you get lots of people uh, watching the watching the uh, webinars. Thank you. Thanks, Kim. We really appreciate you uh, putting us on the radio and get, helping us get the word out. So. 
Well, before we wrap it up today, reminding you of some great shows coming up later this week. Jamie Elting is on to talk Lake Bemidji fishing. It's also Lake of the Weekday tomorrow. We'll hear from Jason Bozer on the Grand Rapids scene. And Joel Nelson down in southern Minnesota will tell us what the fishing's like down there so far this year. That's all coming up before the week is out. We've got some great stuff coming up in the next two weeks. You're going to want to be around for that as well. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you can listen at your leisure at Podcast One or on the Pod MN app, which also gives you access to hundreds of other Minnesota-based podcasts. And, of course, oftentimes there is more content on the podcast than we have time for on the radio show. We put plenty of information on the radio show, but even more on the podcast. So check it out. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thank you for being here. Now we're going fishing for Banyan Country.